Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help you to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Life Coach and Certified Grief Recovery Specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 47, Creating Balance. I had a discovery call recently with a wonderful woman, and she followed up with our conversation by telling me how much just that one conversation had shifted her thinking and how really, really helpful it was and how it helped her to get headed in the right direction. And hearing things like that, I can't even tell you, it just makes my heart so happy. I, it, it, there's nothing that makes my heart happier than to, to hear words that a conversation that we had was helpful or, or that, um, someone has made progress because of some of the things that we've shared together. So I'm super, super grateful for that. I, I would love to hear from you. So if you, if you would like to have that conversation with me, remember it's complimentary. There is no charge to, to have that, um, that one conversation with me and and let's just talk. Let's, and, and maybe it'll be the same for you. It'll be a, a catalyst for, for change or for movement or for direction. Uh, and even if you're not interested in talking to me, which, I will try not to have hurt feelings, but <laughs> even if you're not interested in talking to me, but you just have something you want to share, again, just reach out. My email is julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. And it's been a while since I, I, I'm realizing it's been a while since I've, I've, you know, suggested to you that you, you know, you can always just email me. If you have a question or if you have a concern or you have an experience that you want to share with me, I was sharing that quite often when I first started the show and I got some of the most wonderful emails from, from you all. So I sure love you. I, I just really appreciate you all. So, and yes, I have lost my voice a little bit again and it has definitely made me curious as to why it seems like I'm getting these little minor sicknesses a little more frequent, frequently. Like I, you know, it used to be that I could hardly remember the time when I, when I would get sick, I could hardly remember the time before when I'd ever been sick. And so now it's like happening about once every six months. And so it's got my attention. It really does have my attention. And, and so it's, it's got me looking for some answers about how I can take better care of myself. And it's a reminder. It's a signal. It's a, it's a reminder. It's a signal that I need to do that. So I've paid attention and I've already made some shifts in the way I'm taking care of myself and I can see more shifts that I need to make. And so that's something that I'm going to be working on, which is a great segue into our topic today, which is all about creating balance. And when our body is off balance, it gives us signals. And that's what I've received. But I want to talk about it first from a personal development standpoint, from a, a value standpoint, from our 
from the standpoint of, you know, what, what are our goals? What are, um, what's our vision and our, and our purpose? And, and then I want to, so like I said, I'm going to share from kind of a personal development side of, of creating balance. And then I'm going to share my thoughts of creating balance when it comes to grief, when it comes to that time when we're actively grieving, because it's definitely, it's definitely a different experience. So I just want to share that I am filled with gratitude for the wonderful life that I live, for what's gone before, for what's come. But balance is definitely a challenge and has always been a challenge for me. Many years ago, when I was a young mom expecting my second child, I was leading the girls in our church, in our church's youth group, including being their camp director for their summer camp. So there there were a lot of responsibilities involved. It was a volunteer position, and I took on that responsibility, and I had other responsibilities in addition to that. And I felt, I felt pretty overwhelmed by my challenges and my opportunities. There were things that I loved about it and things that were definitely challenging. I felt out of balance. And I remember, I remember having a long conversation. Do you, do you have those conversations in your, in your memory that just kind of stand out? And this is one of those conversations that just has, has just stood out over the years. It was, in, in many ways, just an ordinary conversation between two moms who were tent mates at a teen camp. <laughs> and we were in our tent late one night after, after the, you know, things had settled in the camp. And, and we had this discussion about balance and how to create balance in our life. You know, here I was pregnant, sleeping in a tent. <laughs> Maybe that's why you felt out of balance. But I vividly remember that discussion because I constantly felt out of balance in one way or another. And as often happens with women, especially is when, when we have a concern, we talk about it. And that's why this conversation had come up as I was, I was looking for some clarity. And as I talked I gained some clarity, but some of that clarity came just with more experience. And a, a few years after that, a few years later, I was still an active volunteer at my church. And again, I was in the leadership over the teen girls, but I was also homeschooling my six children, leading a homeschool group, helping to put on a homeschool conference. And I was also, I also had a small home business in addition to those other responsibilities. So my responsibilities continued to grow. Now, if you had dumped the 26-year-old me who was sitting in the tent talking about balance, if you had dumped that 26-year-old with one child and one on the way into my life 10 years later, where I now had six children and homeschooling and all of that that was going on, I would have completely collapsed. As I stretched myself, I grew into my new capacity. But again, I was trying to find balance. So there's this, there's this uh, strain almost between keeping balance and growth. 
even and during that time when I was homeschooling my six kids and I was helping with a homeschool group and so on and forth, so forth, I was asked to speak at a homeschool conference at a homeschool leadership event on juggling the responsibilities of a homeschool mom and a homeschool leader. And before I gave the presentation, a friend of mine said to me one day, she, she wasn't in the homeschool group. She wasn't part of this event or anything, but she just said to me one day, your life is so exciting, so full of interesting hobbies and activities. And I admit that I had never thought about it that way at all. And it really gave me pause. In fact, not only had I not been thinking that way or thought about that, I had started to feel burdened and overwhelmed immediately. Though, when she said that, my mindset shifted to seeing it all as a wonderful adventure. Isn't that interesting? Like in one moment, I'm feeling burdened and overwhelmed. And within seconds, I'm viewing it as a wonderful adventure. And immediately, I felt less burdened and overwhelmed. This new way of thinking about it got me excited. It got me excited to show up in my own life every day. And the realization, the realization that I had is that, is it sometimes, is it a balance issue or a mindset issue? So we're going to talk about that again in a second. But when we reach for a new goal, we are again that, that friction between growth and, and balance. So when we reach for something new, when we reach for a new goal, we are in the process of becoming someone new, of doing things we haven't done before, of stretching ourselves in a way we haven't stretched before, using the mental and emotional muscles that have gone untapped. And like a kid learning to ride a bicycle, we can feel out of balance. For me, I've come to realize that I don't always find balance in a day or in a week or even in a month. But if I look at my life a month, a year at a time, I can see the balance. I hope that makes sense. Sometimes though, when I look at it, even from the broader perspective, the balance I see is imbalance. I can see the seasons when my focus was on one thing or another, but I always came back to my core values. They were always running underneath everything. Creating balance is a system, not a destination. Sometimes we think that we're just going to find this magic place that's called balance. And I don't think that there's a destination called balance. I think I, I, it's definitely a system. It's just like cleaning your house. Cleaning your house is a system. It's not a destination. It's not like one day we go in and go, this is the final time. (laughs) This is the final time I'm going to clean and I'll be done. It's not a destination. It's a system. And so finding balance or creating balance is a system because we're constantly learning and growing, having new experiences that expand or sometimes contract our capability, our interests, um, our desires. It doesn't change our values necessarily, but it changes what we want to focus on. 
when things get tough, when we've set a goal, when we've set an idea of something that we want to achieve, when we're considering abandoning a goal, is it because we're feeling challenged or because it's no longer in alignment with our values and long-term vision? So it's an interesting thing to consider. If it's because we're feeling challenged, then we need to be careful as we evaluate. Maybe what is needed is not a complete abandonment of a goal, but a shifting of how we approach the goal, a shifting of timing or a shifting of approach. Or maybe it's just a shifting, like I said, of the, of our mindset. If we felt inspired or if we felt passionate about doing something, it's important to think on how you can make it happen instead of listening to the negative voices in your head that try to talk you out of it. Someone reminded me this morning of a quote from the screw tape letters. That's a C.E.S. Lewis book that I actually read in college. And, um, and it was fun to be reminded of that book. But if you're not familiar with it, the book is the reason it's called the screw tape letters is, is basically like, um, a devil apprentice who is being trained on how to stop us from being who we're meant to be, how to, how to gum us up, how to get in our way. And the quote is from this, from this book is the more often he feels without acting, the less he will be able ever to act. And in the long run, the less he will be able to feel. So why do I bring that up now? If you felt inspired, if you felt a passion, you felt a, again, like inspired to do something, then take action on it. Because as this quote implies, the more often we are inspired to do something and we don't act on it, the less we will be able to act in the future. Isn't that interesting? I find that concept, that principle, super important to recognize. So how do we create a system? How do we, how do we create a system for balance? Like what does that look like? What does that mean? And I can tell you, this has been years of pondering on this and thinking about it and looking at at different, like time management, you know, that's time management is an element of this for sure. But there's a, there's a larger picture to this, I think. And so I've found five questions. They could be five, they could be five, uh, steps, but I have them in question form. I find five questions that you can ask yourself as you review your goals and activities, when you feel out of balance, when we feel out of balance, there's, there's more activity or there's even less activity than what we feel comfortable with. If we feel out of balance, we're either over challenging ourselves or under challenging ourselves. So one of the first questions, so the, the first question that I would ask is, what are my core values? What are my priorities? What's my vision? If you don't know where you want to go, 
you don't know which road to take, right? You can, you can create more clarity with vision and values. As Stephen Covey so famously said, if the latter, meaning the direction that we're going, the, the ladder that we're climbing, if the ladder isn't leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. I just love that quote. I love the image of it. I love the idea of it. You know, we get on the ladder and we start climbing. If, if it's not on the right wall, we're just, we're just heading in the right, wrong direction. We're just, and we're just getting there faster. The second question is, is this goal, is this activity, this, this thing that I'm engaging in, is it still aligned with my purpose and my vision, with my values? That's why we first have to clarify, like, what are my priorities? What are my core values? Like, before we even look at what activities, what goals, what we have chosen to include in our life that's creating balance or imbalance, before we can even look at that, you know, we first are setting, we're first establishing what our core values are, what our priorities are. And then the second thing that we're doing is then we're, we're looking at each activity or each goal or something that's making us feel out of balance. And we're, we're asking, is it aligned? Like this is my core value. These are my priorities. Is this goal, is this activity still aligned with those core values? And honestly evaluate how your current activities and goals fit with your purpose, your vision, your values. Letting go, letting go of activities, letting go of obligations and responsibilities, those activities is as important as adding. I've sometimes I've really struggled with the letting go of activities or the letting go of a goal. Even sometimes it is necessary to let go of a goal. And I have struggled with letting go of activities that no longer serve me. I want to hang on for dear life as I move towards new opportunities. And all that does is it creates drag. It creates drag for me as I hang on to past activities while I'm trying to focus on new important projects. It's just creating drag. And it's similar to, you know, a house that's over full. We bring in new things. We need to let go of things. And if the goal or the activity does still align with your purpose, then it's time to get serious about how you're approaching it, which leads us to the next three questions. But if in the second question you determine that it no longer aligns, then it's just time to let it go. But if it does align, then you have three more questions to ask yourself. Number three of the five is, do I just need to change my mindset? Do I just need to change my mindset? Just like I shared with you earlier, how my friend said, wow, your life is so exciting. You have all these things that you're doing and all these interesting hobbies and and activities. And it just changed my mindset. So our thinking creates how we're feeling. So where I was feeling overwhelmed a minute before, when she said that, it changed my focus to, 
I really, I mean, this is really enjoyable. Like I've, I've always enjoyed a full life. And sometimes when I lose focus of the fun or I lose focus of why I'm doing what I'm doing, I lose focus of why I'm doing it. And then I'm just in overwhelm. And so sometimes it's just a mindset shift. If those activities align with your purpose, it is something you have felt inspired to do. Maybe just looking at it differently, thinking about it differently will make all the difference. If it's not just a mindset thing, then go on to number four. Is a shift in deadlines or approach needed? Maybe it's not a complete canceling of an activity or a goal as much as it is a reset. If the activity that you're doing, like for example, okay, here's a good example. I really, really enjoy playing tennis. And there was a time when I was on, uh, this is hard to admit, but I think there was a time when I was on like four different leagues at the same time when I was living in Texas and it was summertime and, and I, I had some time to do it. And so I played like on a Monday morning, I played Monday night, and then I played like Wednesday and Friday or, or something crazy like that. It was, it was a lot, you know, not a lot of time for practicing as we were playing, playing matches, but that, that type of commitment to that activity, while it's a good activity, doesn't make sense at every season of my life. And so I, I'm not doing any of that now. And so in some seasons, it made sense to play on one league and enjoy that, that team spirit and enjoy competition and enjoy physical activity. And sometimes it made sense to to just go all in and, you know, play every day of the week and, and go create. I mean, sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. And that's what I mean by a shift in deadlines or shift in approach. You know, if you're doing something five days a week, does it make sense to continue doing it five days a week? Or does it make more sense to do it twice a week? If you have a deadline for a goal, like just recently when I said, Hey, we were going to do this online support group. And I, I set a goal of getting that set up for October. But then as I looked at it closer, I thought, if I want to do this the way that I want to do it, I need to shift my goal. I need to, to create a different deadline for myself. So that's what I mean by, by not completely canceling an activity or goal, but just reset. It's an opportunity to look at a problem or a challenge with creativity and an open mind to encourage further inspiration to accomplish your goal. Zig Ziglar said, lack of direction, not lack of time is the problem. Think about that one. Lack of direction, not lack of time is the problem. It's an interesting way to think about it, but that's, that's getting creative that's getting creative. And that's thinking, you know, maybe I just need to focus on it more instead of having it expand into every moment of my day. I focus on it at this time and then I move on. But question number five is how can I focus on my successes? And, and that may not make sense. Like what does this have to do with creating balance? But while you're working on any goal, 
be sure to focus on the smallest of successes. This will create momentum. It creates enthusiasm for what you're working toward. It creates achievement energy. When we can acknowledge our successes and get, get really good, really good at focusing on the smallest of successes. Sometimes we can become so task oriented that we just go from one task to the next task to the next task without giving ourselves credit for what we've accomplished. You know, I found myself, I, I find myself doing this quite frequently. I'll, I'll get, I'll get to, you know, kind of three quarter, quarters through the day and I'll think, Oh, I, I haven't accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish. But, but then when I look at what I have accomplished, am I celebrating that? Am I truly celebrating what I have accomplished? Or am I just focused on what I haven't, on what I haven't done? So really spend some time celebrating. Spend some time acknowledging every success. Like today, I had a list of just little things that just needed to be done. Just little random, you know, those little random, random things that you need to do. Like you need to call the insurance company and, and get this. And you, you need to make sure that you send off this payment for this and you need to register for this thing or whatever it is. And you've got this little kind of random list of, of, of stragglers that need to be done. And I, I got done and I said, you know, I just, I gave myself a little pat on the back that I got those things done. It's a constant, a constant recognition of all of our successes and if you really want to amp up the success energy, you really want to ramp up the achievement energy, write those things down, write those compliments to yourself, write down the little successes, the little and the big. You know, I, I just finished a program that I've been a performance coach in a program that, um, where we work with a group of students, about 60 students and, and we coach them and we, we have a coach call every week and it, it's a, it's a fairly involved program and we have trackers. The students have trackers and the coaches have trackers. And I completed my tracker. It's a 12 week program. And, you know, I was determined to get that done yesterday, but I kind of walked away and I thought, did I celebrate? You know, like I need to celebrate this. This is a big deal. This is a big accomplishment. And we, and, and it's, it's too easy. It's too easy to just look over the accomplishment and not celebrate. And I've been guilty of it. So I invite you to celebrate, celebrate all those little successes. Okay. So I shared five questions and I'm going to share them again, just kind of in line so you can see how this flows, but it goes from one to the next to the next. And, and the, it kind of all goes together. Number one, what are my core values? What are my priorities? Number two, is this goal or activity still aligned? with my core values and my priorities. Number three, what changes can I make to my mindset? Number four, is a shift in deadlines or approach needed? 
Number five, how can I focus on my successes? Those are the five questions. And I I guess I need some more clarity on this, but the reason I included number five, how can I focus on my successes is that when we feel out of balance, we become, we can be, we can become unbalanced in recognizing that we're progressing or that we're, that we're accomplishing anything. I promise you, as you work through these questions, you will create more balance in your life. It's not about perfection. It's not about reaching that destination. It's about creating a system. But the very first step is being clear about your core values and priorities. So I invite you to write down what that would be. If you do nothing else, write down what your core values and priorities are. Now, I promised we would talk about what that looks like when we're actively grieving a loss. When we're grieving, our mind, body, and spirit is preoccupied with the loss. Like that is normal. That is, it is just a part of the process. There's very little room because it, because our mind and our, our spirit is so preoccupied with the loss. There's very little room for outside activities. We certainly aren't thinking about goals except get up possibly getting up out of bed each day. And so our capacity is diminished. And when you hear your capacity is diminished when you're grieving, how does that make you feel? We are so programmed to be focused on achievement because as humans, we thrive on achievement. We thrive on activity and progression. But if we feel that, but if you feel that your capacity is reduced, nothing has gone wrong. It is exactly as it should be. Just like my body, mind and spirit is giving me clues right now that I need to take better care of myself. And that's what your grief is doing. Your grief is, is telling you it's time to take some time. Grief is normal and natural. It's a normal reaction to loss. And it's saying, pay attention, slow down, take time to heal, take time to feel, take time to experience what you're experiencing. Then creating balance in your life during grief is actively letting go of all the activities, all the goals, all the deadlines that are no longer necessary. I, when we budget, when you think about budgeting money, we often talk about our wants and our needs, right? And time is budgeted too. We budget our time and we budget our energy. And that's kind of what balance is all about, right? It's, it's, it's the use of our time and it's the use of our energy. We budget our time. We budget our energy with our schedule. We make decisions about how we're going to spend our time and our energy. If you lose your job, you know, if we're talking about money, if you you lose your job, you immediately cut back. Like that's what we do. We stop spending on all the wants and we limit it to our needs. And we even start to recognize that some of those things that we thought were needs were really wants. So similarly, when bad things happen, when we're grieving a loss, we get to cut the budget. We get to cut out all the unnecessaries. We get to realize that even the things we thought were absolutely crucial no longer are. They no longer fit in our grief capacity budget. And that is okay. You have complete permission 
absolute permission to make decisions for your life. You have absolute and complete permission to grieve. Now you may be in between. You may be in between that, that achievement thing that we were kind of talking about at the beginning, you know, the, the creating balance when we're trying to reach goals. You may be in between that and active grieving. You may be in between that push forward action and active greeting, grieving. And here's where, again, you get to make judgments about your current capacity and then budget it according to your priorities. So if you're full force ready to move forward into action, consider the ideas around creating a, a balance system. After I had my, after I had my last child, I was so full of energy and get up and go. It was the first time in, you know, a few years where I didn't have a baby keeping me up at night. I wasn't nursing, all those things that kind of drain our energy. You know, this is, that's another example. You know, when we have children, we, we, that they become a priority and we budget our energy and our time for them. But it was, everything was shifting for me and I was finding myself in this new place. And I said yes to everything until I realized that I had created an imbalance by doing that. Then I got to decide, then I had to make some decisions about what actually fit and what didn't. So before, you know, I had a baby keeping me up at night, I had children that were keeping me up at night that were, that were um, utilizing some of that energy that I had. And I was in balance by limiting my activities, by limiting some of the things that I was doing, by creating a threshold, if you want to call it that. And then as, you know, as my last child, after I had him and he started to grow up and he was no longer the baby and all of a sudden I had all this energy. And so I started adding, 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 adding until I'd gotten imbalanced on the other side. So the imbalance occurs when I gain more energy and I maybe don't add to what I'm doing. So it feels imbalanced or then I gain that energy and I over add. Now those become imbalances. And so that's why we create a a balancing system. So if you're starting to feel some normalcy, like, like I was feeling after, you know, not to equate raising children to grief, certainly. I'm, that's not what I'm intending to do at all. But if you're starting to feel some normalcy, be sure to be careful as you add in activities and obligations to consider the balance system as you add. And if you are beginning your grief journey, my heart is full for you. It is time for you to make radical cuts in your system to maintain some balance. Balance does not mean perfection. It means creating a space for yourself and what's important to you. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I'd love to hear from you. If you found it helpful, again, my email is julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. Remember, I believe in you. I love you. Bye.